0: and accelerate your success. Hi, welcome to the Beyond Barriers Habits and Hacks show. Do you have clarity on what makes you valuable? Do you know which skill sets and competencies are currently in demand in the marketplace? Well, in today's episode, we are gonna discuss how you can forecast and identify which skills and competencies are in demand so that you can best position yourself Because you can be really good at something or have mastery of a particular skill set or competency, but it doesn't necessarily guarantee that you will get paid for it. According to a recent research report by McKinsey, by 2030, nearly 800 million people will lose their job due to automation. Now think about that for a moment. How much of your job could potentially be replaced by automation in the next two to three years?
1: That's exactly right. And we're seeing it all around us. I mean, you can go to the grocery store and see the impact of automation already in our lives. Mm -hmm. There used to be a time when you would see all these checkout counters manned by cashiers. Meanwhile, today, more and more of those checkout lanes are actually Mm self-checkout. In fact, Amazon has stores that are completely cashier free, right? You can walk in, buy what you want and walk right out and get charged for it later on. So the impact of automation is very much all around us in our everyday mm-hmm. lives. But the jobs that are getting automated aren't just the ones that you see in retail or healthcare or hospitality. I mean, these are also happening in very highly skilled mm-hmm. professional careers, whether it's in legal or in the accounting profession or um, engineering mm-hmm. and design. Um, so you see this happening everywhere. And what's fundamentally uh, getting impacted is not only uh, the automation changing the nature of work so that it takes less time to do the same thing, or it's replacing it entirely because machines can simply do it better than humans in right. that situation. Um, it's also having an impact on the size of teams. What used to take a lot of people to do the same amount of work Mm -hmm. is now being done by smaller teams or sometimes just one person. So you see the impact on of technology on transforming the nature of work and the future of work. Mm Um, having been in the innovation space for over 20 years, I mean, I've had a firsthand view of exactly how digital transformation is impacting the world's greatest organizations, but also everyday businesses see this everywhere, where the benefit is that things are getting faster, more efficient, more innovative, and ultimately creating more value mm-hmm. uh, in uh, serving the customers, right? I mean, it's making things better. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, there is an impact to those um, that are not keeping up with that kind of transformation. Mm-hmm. Those that are not innovating and elevating their skills, they are getting left behind and eventually um, getting left out. Um, so you really have to think about where is the market headed? Mm-hmm. How do your skills and competencies match up to that? And also keep in mind, that the shelf life of skills is getting shorter and shorter there was a time when you could graduate from college with the skills that you have and apply it almost throughout your whole career with yeah. you know some degree of professional development along the way that's no longer true the shelf life of skills today is 18 months at best that is
0: and scary. that's if you're lucky
1: <laughs> right so the onus of developing your skills and competencies really fall on you so the question is Well, what skills are you going to develop? Because Mm -hmm. you have to know exactly what is in demand so they can, you can develop the right skills.
0: Share some examples of some of those roles that we've already seen change.
1: Well, take, for example, um, software development. There used to be a time where um, you would write every single line of code in order to build um, any kind of application. Mm-hmm. And um, everything was from the ground up developed by a team of people. Mm-hmm. Well, today you have the power of all these various tools and techniques and frameworks mm-hmm. and uh, that really give you the power of all of that development pre-packaged. Mm-hmm. So you're really stitching together together. together, all these various solutions, and your focus is not on writing every line of code. Your focus is on solving a business problem and doing it in the fastest, most elegant, most Mm -hmm. effective way. So it's really changed the nature of software development, as an example. And what that means is you have to go from writing basic code to really thinking about solving business problems with technology. Now, if you go from a very analytical um, type of job to, let's say, a very creative one, right? You know, maybe you're a designer, a creative director, and, um, you know, what formerly used to be thinking of um, beautiful design to solve business problems um, with your artistic skills can now be supplemented with so many, again, all these automated tools and intelligent uh, technologies that can do so much of that or bring so much pre packaged solutions to the
0: table. Hey, I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed <laughs> creative designer. I mean, Canva has done wonders. You give me a template, I can create anything you need. Canva is an excellent example, right? Because... Mm-hmm.
1: It has put this horsepower of creativity Mm -hmm. in the hands of everyday people. You don't need to know anything about design, but you can simply use Canva to create really beautiful things. And it looks so professional, Mm -hmm. like it's been done by a real (laughs) designer, right? So what that means is, you know, what used to make a designer unique once upon a time, is not so much the same thing right. because that same kind of horsepower is, is available to more people today. So if you're a designer, you have to think about, well, how do I elevate my skill set? How do I provide um, value in ways that a, a, a technology mm-hmm. or automated tool cannot provide? What do I do next to go to the next level? But here's what it really means. You have to learn to run two races at the same time. You have to be great at what you're doing while learning to be great at what you need to be doing in the future. And while that may seem very, very challenging, on the flip side, if you don't take that on, you're going to get left behind. So instead of being able to ride the wave of what's coming, you're going to get crushed by the tsunami of change. So it's in your best interest to not only continue to Mm -hmm. hone your craft of what you're already great at, but keep an eye on the future and figure out how you can discover what's next, what's going to be more in demand in the future, and start to develop those skills and competencies.
0: So I know you're probably asking, well, how in the world am I supposed to figure all of this out? So we're going to share with you a few habits and hacks, a few questions that you should start asking yourself so that you can start forecasting and identifying what it is that you need to start focusing on. So first and foremost, start thinking about what are the opportunities out there that are growing in your market or your industry? And how do you do that? Well, very simply, Tap your friend Google, start Googling all of the various different job boards and the job descriptions and start reading about what are those competencies that they're looking for? What are those jobs that you're seeing that are more in demand, that you're starting to see more and more of the job descriptions popping up? Reach out to recruiters, especially like on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. and start and start asking them point blank. What are the skill sets and competencies that you and your organizations are starting to look for? Those are very easy ways to kind of start seeing what the trends are and where those skill sets and those things are going. Another thing is industry conferences. Every industry has its lineup of conferences, and they're always in the know. Everybody's hosting either quarterly, annually conferences, and there's always themes and topics and experts and speakers and you name it that are coming to these conferences. And they're always talking about what's trending or what's going to be trending. So that is definitely something you should tap into and really pay attention to. But here's the best part. You
1: don't even have to go to these conferences (laughs) because... Every conference has a website where they talk about, you know, who's uh, coming to speak, what the um, topics are going to be discussed, and what the themes are for this entire conference. And each of these topics gives you a bird's eye view into exactly what is trending in your industry. So all Mm -hmm. you have to do is go to their website, start looking through the agenda, start examining those topics, uh, those discussion topics, and start looking at the speaker profiles Mm -hmm. because these are the thought leaders that are coming there to speak, to talk about what's next. So all you have to figure out is what is the keynote about? You know, what are some of these experts that are gonna be leading some of these discussions? What are the common themes across the board? And you'll get a really great view into what's happening in your industry. And for some of these conferences, post-conference, they even uh, share some of the videos or highlights of the key takeaways If you do nothing else, make sure you grab that because that gives you sort of the cliff notes of what's coming. Yeah, exactly.
0: You can even take it a step further and start like connecting with all of these speakers and leaders that you see at these conferences so that you can kind of follow them in the know even post-conference. And just follow what they're doing on
1: LinkedIn. What are they talking about? What articles are they publishing? And you'll get a really good
0: feeling for, um, you know, where the market's headed. Exactly. And pay attention to what professional groups they belong to. What are some of the You know, groups and networks that they also belong to, and maybe you should join them and engage in those conversations. LinkedIn has a plethora of professional networks, mm-hmm. groups that you could join and kind of follow the topics that are going on. And there's even paid organizations. There are um, organizations that you can pay memberships for, um, and you they usually are very relevant. So the ones you pay for, you get better quality information. You get invited to various conferences. You know when those events are happening. So. I think in today's world, that kind of professional development mm-hmm. is a necessity.
1: Yes. Because the pace at which change is happening the onus of your own development truly falls on you. You Mm -hmm. cannot rely on your employer uh, or schools or colleges to keep educating you and keeping you up to date. So you have to figure out how are you gonna educate yourself? And I think being part of a professional organization Mm -hmm. is a really great way to do that because they bring in the experts. You get proximity Mm -hmm. to a peer group that is continuously leveling up. And if you can't do any of those things, then make sure you're at least part of some of these online free virtual groups Mm -hmm. that give you uh, perhaps the same kind of perspective and Mm -hmm. at least a sense of what's
0: happening by being part of that conversation. Right. But to get the most out of all of these groups, don't just be a passive follower, be active, engage, pose some of the questions, reach out to them and say, Hey, what are you guys thinking about leveling up on? What are, what are the skills that you were upskilling or reskilling? What do, you know, what do you think is going to be the jobs of the future? And that way you'll glean all of that information more quickly than going through and just searching through all the threads and, and hoping that someone's going to mention something that you're interested in learning. Um, so really think about what are those themes that you see in industry conferences? What are the things that recruiters and the job the job descriptions now are looking for? What are those skills and competencies? And then also, what are the topics that all of you all are talking about in these professional groups and networks? And then really start to piece together what are the top ten competencies based on all of those in demand, um, you know, topics that you were looking at, and then start thinking what do Rarely I have? line up yeah. against
1: that? And it frankly really doesn't matter whether you have a hundred percent match or zero percent match. The most important thing is that you do have something to compare it against, right? right. So you get these top ten competencies, and what you're going to do is create a list of your own competencies, look at these top 10 competencies and compare that. Do you, where do you line up in against that spectrum? If you have a hundred percent match, congratulations, yes. you are going to be uh, in huge demand if you're not already. And, and kudos to you for keeping up with what's next and what's ahead. Uh, but you want to keep doing that because that list is going to keep shifting. If you're someone who has somewhat of of a match, well, you know, you have something, a foundation to build upon and look at what's next on that competency list that you could perhaps develop yourself, get Mm -hmm. more training, get more experience in and start to grow down that path. You may not uh, be the right match for every single thing on that list. And that's okay too, because, you know, as long as you're trending in the right direction, Mm -hmm. that's the good news. Now, if you are someone who has a zero percent match, well, don't worry. (laughs) There's no need to panic. The good news is that you have at least gone down that path where you have a baseline to compare yourself to, and now you know exactly where the world's headed, and you know the actions you need to take. You need to start getting the right experience. You need to start getting the right training. You need to invest in your education. And you just have to start developing those right skills and competencies uh, so that you are not sitting at a zero percent match even over time. Because the worst thing you can do to yourself is to think that what got you here will get you there. That's just not going to work anymore. So it's in your hands. Your future is truly in your hands and you can start making
0: that change today. Okay, everyone, here's your homework for the week. Pick one habit or hack and take action today, and then share with us what you learned on Instagram and be sure to tag us so that we can highlight you in your story. Visit imbeyondbearers.com where you will find all the show notes and resources to what we discussed today. and we'll be sure to address them in future episodes. If you enjoyed our show today, please subscribe and rate the podcast or just tell a friend about it. See you next episode.